This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is the name that you always wished you had? 651-641-1071. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. So we talked about this a little bit in, I think it was the Dirt Alert update, that Anne Hathaway is like, don't call me Anne. You're not, don't look my name. in the morning. She said, call me Annie. That's what I want to be called. Yeah. Call me Annie. Call me Annie. Um, so I... Uh, I thought, you know, I have a name that I wished I always was called, or I wish that I would have been named. I never really? liked my name. Okay. What did you want to be called? Well, you're going to laugh. But well, first I mean, of all, I, I just... laugh, but... I know. 651-641-1071. Uh, what name do you always wish that you would have had? Or what's the name you always wished you had? Whatever. What do you wish your name was? Yeah. Okay? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, and also, you can just tell us what your actual name is, too. Uh, anyway... I always wished that my parents would have named me Joanna. Oh, why Joanna? Because I liked the idea of being called Joey. I I like like a gender bendy name. You had a dog named Joey, didn't you? I did. Oh, interesting. Um, mm. Oh, he was named after Joey Ramone uh, from the Ramones. Or was he? Or was he? Anyway, I but I always like wanted a name, and I also always wanted a name that had a nickname because there's not a nickname for Colleen. Also, Colleen means girl. Also, my maiden name was Brady. Do you know what Brady means? Large chest. So my real, my full name. Anybody? Lady Large Chest. Girl with the big boobs. Oh, yeah. How do you get Brady and big boobs? Chest. Well, I mean, chest boobs. Yeah. I just, you know, listen, I, I'm glad that nobody else did the work on that when I was younger, because I really would have, that would have been yeah. awkward. 651-641-1071. What's the name you always wished you had? Do we have any other, do we have any callers yet? Yeah, Mary's on the line. We've got Mary on the line. Hi, Mary. Hi, Mary. Mary. Hello. What's the name you always wished you had? Well, most people aren't happy with the name they were given, but I'm adopted. And my parents, when they found out they were going to be able to adopt me, had wanted to call me Molly Bridget, which I love. I love that name. Right? And I got adopted in a pure Irish family. Both my parents are 100% Irish. So I thought that would be perfect. Well, they called me Mary Kay. And I had an Aunt Mary and a Grandma Mary. I was going to say, so I went it's by an Mary Irish... Kay. Yep. Yeah. 
And the reason they didn't name me Molly Bridget is because an aunt on my dad's side had a cow named Molly, and so they told she told them Stop. that she'd only think of a cow when they <laughs> talked about me. Man, okay, so this is why people need to stay out of naming. I'm just saying, like, people need to never give their opinions about the names that people have chosen for their own children, because you could have been Molly Bridget. I know, but I, then I probably wouldn't have liked Molly Bridget had I been named that. That's so that's true. actually that's true. Very you true. are absolutely correct. You know, thank Grass you for your call. Grass is always greener, especially when you're a cow. Thank you, Mary Molly Bridget. Not, um, I'm not calling her a cow. I'm just saying. I do. I am curious <laughs> if anybody actually likes their own name. Like, do you guys I, like your own name? I do. I, 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 this is really obnoxious, but I was an only child. It shouldn't surprise you. Mm-hmm. I loved my name because it was, it was not a first, the, the, although, although, because I can't just enjoy everything. Um, if I had one criticism of my name, it's that it was not a real first name, which doesn't make any sense, but in my head, go with me, Bradley. That to me is not a, a first name. That's a last name. A last name. name. Oh, yeah. I see what you mean. So, like, the name Brad is not, like, a real name. That's what I thought in my head. Oh, my gosh. That's so funny. But I did, like, Bradley. Bradley. Nobody ever called me Bradley, but my mother, except for when she was angry. Isn't that funny? And I almost exclusively call you yeah. Bradley. Well, well, it's because you came along at a point in my life where that's... Uh, that's the name I went by. Yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Holly, do you like your name? I loathe my name. Yeah. Oh. I just, I, ugh, I do not like it. I've told my parents, so I'm like readily, oh. readily make that well known yeah. on the public record. I do not like my name at all, but it's just like, fine. I think your fine. name is, I, I don't know. I think you both have good names for who you are. But see, I think Mary hit the nail on the head when she said nobody, well, most, for the most part, most people don't love their names. Yeah. And so, like, for example, like, I don't like my name at all. I, when Holly talks about loathing, what I loathe is my middle name with my first name. I think middle names. What's your middle name again? Courtney. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Courtney's a, it's an interesting name. Thank you. I think so, too. And that's a Minnesota interesting. Also, do you know what my middle name almost was? Bree, which would have made my name Colleen Bree Brady. Do you know what I was supposed to be? What? Uh, well, two things. I was allegedly supposed to be Travis. Oh, I'm glad you're not. Can Tra- you Travis imagine Trainer. Travis Trainer, the mm-hmm. country music singer? <laughs> also, my first middle name, because I have, fun fact, two middle names. Mm-hmm. My first middle name was Timothy. Mm. And then my mother was like, no, I don't want that name. And so she changed it, amended my birth certificate. So every time I show my birth certificate, I have to like whip out an extra piece of paper that has the amendment that she filed after the fact. That is so interesting. It's, That's a lot it's to Joseph. keep track of, and I'm Nobody sorry. Nobody cares. I mean, it's nothing. But. Who, who do we have on the line, Holly? Uh, Stephanie's with us. Hello, Stephanie. What's the name you always wished you had? Well... I heard the first caller talk about how she was adopted, and I'm adopted, and I actually had two names before my adopted parents settled on Stephanie. I was born Ellen, and then my foster parents changed it to Shannon, and now I'm Stephanie. Oh, my gosh. Wow, that's a journey. Do you, how do you feel about your name, Stephanie? Oh, I love it. I grew up, and I was the only Stephanie in my school, mm. and the kids, the kids, you know, I babysat and did um did Sunday school and stuff, and they called me Steppy because they couldn't pronounce Steppy. Oh, that's so oh, cute. That's cute. Steppy. The only, the only downside to it is my mother named me Stephanie, not Steph. Mm. Not 
stuffy. Mm-hmm. And she would hang up on my friends when they called asking about <laughs> that. Stop oh God, it. That is totally so a mom great. Thing to do. I love that. That's not my child. Thank you for your call, Stephanie. Um, Steffi. Steppy. Steppy. Um, I will say that that is, as a parent, you, people have preferences about like whether they'll let people, their kids have the nickname of their name. What bothers me is I have kids with nicknames is when people nick the nickname, which like we do this to Holly all the time, but sometimes, Alls. so a lot of times people will call my son Oliver, whose nickname is Ollie. So I've already nicked it for you. They'll call him Alls. Yeah. And I'm like, please don't, please don't, please don't. Hey, Alls. But we do that to Holly all the time. Yeah. yeah I've Many just apologies. Learned, I've just learned to live with it. <laughs> things where it's like you know what your name is the like one of the things you don't control in your life that is always around your neck right like Mm -hmm. it's just always with you but you have no control because how many times were you a kid and you were like i want to be like there's some like irish pronunciation of colleen yeah and people like no you're not (laughs) you're colleen that's just who you are people call me brad and i was like it's bradley (laughs) i don't do that anymore but can no. we take one more call? Are there? Yeah, is there uh, let's have uh, Joanne give us a last. Okay, perfect. Word. Oh, Joanne, see that's Joey. the name I wanted. Hi, Joanne. Joanne, Hello. what is what's the name you always wished you had? Well, so I actually I hated my name when I was growing up, <clears throat> and it's funny enough because my nickname when I was a kid was Joey. So I have your name. That okay, you so always wanted, what but... <laughs> I want is for you to say that you wanted the name Colleen, and then we can switch. <laughs> but I know I don't think that's where we're going. No, it's not. Um, So when my mom was getting, you know, when she was pregnant, she had decided she was in this weird, um, like, Knights of the Round Table phase of her life. And so she was going to name me Guinevere or Genevieve. Oh, my God. Oh, I like those names. I do, too. And so when she told me that, I was like, how did I, why? Why am I Joanne? Well, on the day that she had me, she was so, like, overwhelmed that she just named me after my grandma. Oh. So I'm first and middle. I'm named after my grandma. And at this point in my life, I'm totally fine with it. And I love it. Yeah. But when I was a kid, I used to tell everyone to call me Genevieve. And everyone thought I was the weird kid. Yeah, who just well, like, made up my own name. Yeah. So, I love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joanne, thank you for your call. That's so great. Uh, and thank you, everybody, for participating in our um, renaming of ourselves, except for Bradley, who likes his name. Holly, what <laughs> name did you wish you had? I never even gave it a lot of thought. I was supposed to maybe be a Lauren or a Ryan, mm. which I actually prefer both those names better than my own. Mm-hmm. But what about Beverly? Did you ever want to be a Beverly? <laughs> yeah, I wanted to be a Gladys. <laughs> you know, you don't get a lot of Hildegards these days. No, it's true. When we come back, or Buffy's, really. That was a Booze and Buddies reference. Booze and Buddies. Booze and Buddies. Booze and Buddies. When we come back, uh, two names we've really become acquainted with, Wild and Styles. Oh, I was going to say D and Bag, but that's later. That is later. Uh, we're going to talk a little publationship, Wild and Styles, after this on the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071. Wild and Styles coming to CBS Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock. Just kidding. It's the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live. At mytalk1071.com, everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. With snowing outside. Oh, okay. I thought that was like the noise between my ears mm. as the wind Most passes days. through. <laughs> What's a Wild and Styles trainer? Wild and Styles is a publationship yes. and also an upcoming uh, CSI procedural on CBS this fall. 
really? No, not really. <laughs> Wild and Styles is a publicationship that's a relationship for publicity that is uh, composed of a Harry Wilde nope. and Regina Styles. No, Siri Bob. Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde. There you go. Um, this story is going places, okay? Take us on the journey. Take us on the journey, trainer. Well, you know, um, maybe just to catch the audience up, like, why were we talking about these people? And, like, just what do we know about them? Okay, here's the thumbnail sketch. Uh, Olivia Wilde is directing or directing, producing, whatever. Directing. Directing a movie that Harry Styles is uh, one of the stars of. Side note, I think he took the place of... Uh, Shia LaBeouf yeah. so there was already like conversation about the fact that Shia LaBeouf was out of a role and that Harry Styler, Stylers Harry Styles took it anyway the two of them were seen getting out of a car together at a wedding and the two of them being Harry Styles and Olivia, Olivia Wilde Wild. and so then tongues started wagging oh my gosh they're in a relationship oh my gosh oh my, oh my gosh. god they're totally doing it and we it. over here in publicationship awareness land were like oh they have a project to promote mm, maybe mm. that's why they're together but then we also saw pictures of the two of them walking together and everybody went bonkers and then we're hearing that Jason Sudeikis her ex is like super sad about it yeah which is weird right because and this is not unusual it is not uncommon Thank with you, a publicationship it's not unusual <laughs> look at this Colleen um <laughs> I'm sorry I was just playing out your fantasy for you <laughs> anyway that was so not my fantasy <laughs> <laughs> that was my fantasy of your fantasy Look at this. Um, okay, so in a perfect world, my brain would uh, function Jason correctly. Sudeikis, this was weird. So this because... is a thing that happens in publicationships now, where we can't just have the two people involved in a relationship getting publicity. They're hangers on, or we should come up with a term for this. Well, it's but like it's a publicationship triangle. Yeah, publicationship triangle, or like publicationship by mm. <laughs> yeah, publicationship barnacles. I like that, <laughs> or like publicationship by proxy, yeah. right? So like, or publicationship adjacent. So these are people that are not directly connected to the the main uh participants in the publicationship in this case uh harry styles and olivia wilde but now we have the ex of olivia wilde getting headlines as well and the first headlines as you pointed out for jason sudeikis were i'm really sad that olivia wilde left me also it threw up some uh math problems mm-hmm. where we had to do math on when they uh broke up that is when jason and olivia broke up it also brought in some other blind items we've heard about Jason Sudeikis that are questionable. So, like, there is reason to go, like, what is, why is Jason Sudeikis popping up? All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, 
Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. In this publicationship triangle. Well, well, there's more. But wait. And here's the more. Jason Sudeikis, this is an exclusive from Us Weekly, which means the call's coming from inside the house. Somebody connected with one of these three people wants us to know the following. Jason Sudeikis hopes uh, his ex, Olivia Wilde, will, quote, snap out of it amid Harry Styles' romance. He's desperate to win her back. Okay, so this is really interesting because, oh, okay, I'm going to, like, create a narrative here. Are you okay with this? Yeah. This Can I tell thing. you the story no. first? Yes, of course. Okay. Sorry. I got really excited. No, no, no. And I think I know where you're probably going to go if I know uh, what's in your brain most days. But let's tell the story first. The story is from the source. Jason's had no option but to step back and let Olivia do her thing. But he has his fingers crossed that this is just a phase and Olivia will snap out of it or that Harry will get bored and move on before too long. He's best desperate to win her back and repair their family. Okay, so that's the thrust. What Go with your theory. Okay, so sometimes this thing happens in relationships where, like, something is an issue, and one person comes to the other and is like, this is an issue, and if it continues, I'm you know, I'm going to leave. And then the person goes, okay, yeah, I'll work on it. And then they maybe work on it for, like, a minute and a half, and then they go back to their old ways. And yeah. then the other person is like, hey, this is still an issue and I'm going to go. And then at some point, the rubber actually meets the road and the person goes and the other person is like, wait a minute, were you serious? Yeah. And I kind of feel like that something oh. similar to this happened with Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde, where she probably went to him a trillion times and was like, we got to fix this thing. And he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll t- I'm totally going to fix it. And then it fixed for a minute and then back to basics. And she was like, deuces, I'm out. And now he's like... Like, but wait a minute. No, I don't want. And then he sees her with another person. And that's like, oh, and now he's come back and he's doing it all so, publicly because that's the only way that's he can a, do it. Sorry. That's a great theory. But what's the slight problem with that in 30 seconds? This is all fake. It's all fake. Yeah. So that's a great narrative. But what's really going on? What does Jason Sudeikis have to get? Out of headlines about wanting to get his girlfriend back. And attention. Attention, but I think there's actually something more at work. And we'll tell you what that is on the other side of this break before we get to our D bags. Good tease. <laughs> That's what we're going to do. Stay right there after this on My Talk 1071. Song came along at the right time mm-hmm. on the Colleen and Bradley show. My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. What up? We, of course, uh, are going to get to the D-bags today, but uh, we were just talking in the last segment about the new publicationship, Wild and Styles, and uh, Jason Sudeikis's involvement in the story around them. And uh, we, where were we, Bradley? Well, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis is hoping that Olivia Wilde will snap out of it, and or Harry Styles will become less interested, because, you know, he's just a... He's just a feisty lad who wants to plant his Johnny Appleseeds all over the world with pretty ladies, right? So at some point, he'll get tired of this pasture and move on to greener things. (laughs) Basically, he'll get tired of her. 
But, um, we, you know, you had this nice narrative that would make for a great Lifetime movie that, like, Jason Sudeikis just couldn't deal with the reality that she was done with him. Yeah. And is like, I hope she comes back because she's going to realize what she missed. Meanwhile, Olivia Wilde's like, bleep, uh, have you seen Harry Styles? Hi. <laughs> um, however, it's a publication ship, which means that everything we hear is not necessarily what we see, meaning what what's really going on behind the scenes might not actually be reflected in the tabloids we're reading. Because nothing is real. And everyone smokes. And to that end, I wonder, I wonder if this is like laying a predicate or some sort of um, foundation for... That by that I mean that the story that Jason Sudeikis hopes that she'll come back to him is is laying the groundwork for a narrative for her to actually get back together with him mm-hmm. when the publicationship is over. Interesting, right? Yeah, I mean that I I I mean because he's this is not the first time and in the first way he's said this or at least it's been reported that he said this right like he's the first one was just like he's so sad he he wishes that this wasn't happening in such a public way and blah 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 and then it's like like basically he's like one sentence short of being saying i'll do anything i can to get her back yeah I mean, the other thing is, remember, there are things about him that we don't want to pay, that he doesn't want us to pay attention to. Like rumors that, of uh, fathering other children. That that mm-hmm. if the headlines about him are, I mean, this is a much simpler theory, but if he's just trying to get positive headlines or to look like, you know, like, oh, he's just got a broken heart. Poor Jason Sudeikis. Like, if we're over here thinking poor Jason Sudeikis... Um, we're not thinking about shady Jason Sudeikis. Or this is just like covering his tracks, right? Like if he looks like he misses the mother yeah. of his children. Then, then you won't question. You won't question mm-hmm. whether or not, you know, he has other progeny mm-hmm. out in the world. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now it is the time to transition to uh, our D-bag segment. Okay. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Your D-bag. Tom Cruise oh. is gonna lose. Has already lost his mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tom Cruise quote has splashed out. Uh, has splashed out on two COVID secure robots. I think that means spent a lot of money on two robots. Robots, people. Mm. What is this? The 1940s robots for his Mission Impossible Seven movie to test the He's crew off his rocker and make sure the robots will make sure that people are following orders. Can I really quickly before we you say anything more about the robots? Yeah. Can I just I just want to point a couple things out. One is that the headline is that Tom Cruise has splashed out the money to buy these robots. No. Tom Hanks? No. What? The Church of Scientology has oh. purchased these oh, robots. Oh, thank you. On Tom Cruise's behalf. Yeah. Because Actually, Tom Cruise by that you mean anything. the money stolen from members of the Church of Scientology. Pra- Precisely. Yeah. Oh, because it's a tax-exempt purchase. Yeah. yeah. I just want to be really clear about that. But but, also, but it will be attached to him so he looks like a hero. Did he get these... Ro- you know what I think? I think these are just like Roombas that he like... <laughs> masking taped like... <laughs> one of those like, thermometers. One of those thermometers. <laughs> yes. And it just beeps. Beep. <laughs> Ooh, you better watch out because Tom Cruise robot's gonna get you. <laughs> no, at least um, it's not the Boston Dynamic robots. If you've seen videos oh, the of those, ones that look like oh. killer animals oh, who also dance in tandem, it's quite fascinating. Mm. 
Let's they made these robots this. dance so that they would seem less scary. I'm like, that doesn't seem less scary. Um, but let me tell you the actual story. So according to the son, take that for what it's worth. Mm-hmm. He is making sure that his crew is, quote, behaving themselves and following the rules with sophisticated robots that will patrol during filming and can also test the staff for coronavirus. No, that's not a thing. Like, this story is not real. No. Because that's not a th- they don't have COVID testing robots. Hold on Again, a unless it's like I'm gonna just from Sharper some... Image or like Tommy <laughs> Bartlett's Robot World circa 1984. With every robot coronavirus test, it comes with a 10-minute foot massage. I have terrible from... news for you. What? Oh. <laughs> Apparently there are COVID testing robots. They're... Okay, I'll... but what do they look like, yeah. pray tell? I'm working on that. Okay. <laughs> You're Googling something, I take it? They use something like this in Singapore, but this is I don't think this is the kind of robot that he... Now, that I he... imagine that there's something wheeling around on, like, wheels that's like, beep, boop, 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 beep, spit into this cup. <laughs> and then the cup wheels, you know, then it goes off to some I'm actually lab. with you on the Roomba situation. Yeah. That's That's... That seems more likely. You know, actually, what's very likely is that there's like a member of the Church of Scientology that has been duct taped to a Roomba. <laughs> it has like a box. That's it's like a cardboard a t- box and a hand comes out with like a thermometer and, and shoots the thermometer at his forehead. Would you like a free personality <laughs> test? But everybody thinks Touch these cans. But everybody thinks it's a robot. Like, it's just um, painted silver. Actually, the only the person hand. who thinks it's a robot is, is Tom, Tom Cruise. <laughs> but the people think he's paying them like 25 cents an hour oh. because that's what they do in yeah. the Church oh. of Scientology. Yeah. And he's like, act like a robot. Okay. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Do you think I, I have come to Hello. test you for COVID-19? <laughs> Please spit into this cup. No, oh, no, he probably has people like that all over his house, and he thinks that he has robots, but they're just Please take this personality with, test. like, nuts and bolts on their, <laughs> like... Oh. And they look like Rosie from the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh... Oh, do you want to know who my D-bag is? Yes, okay. I absolutely do, don't you, of course. Don't you don't have to think about it so yeah. long. No, I wasn't. I was just trying to breathe. Okay, well, <laughs> we don't do that on this show. Tyra Banks... Tyra, Tyra Banks. Banks, you guys, oh my gosh, she, you know, I don't know, Tyra Banks is like one of those people who thinks too much about what she's going to do on social media in a way, and then she's like, I'm going to be super inspiring and helpful, but it's really just self-serving and ridiculous. Okay, I'm going to read to you the caption of a picture she posted. She posted two pictures side by side, you know, like one of those like swipe, swipe to see whatever. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to read it and then I'm going to describe what you're looking at. My retouched calves before and after. We all have something that we're insecure about. One of mine, my skinny calves. Maybe I'll incorporate more calf exercises into my 2021 resolutions. Laugh till you cry emoji. You and I know that the last... Wait, you and I know that will last for just a week. Ha! Hashtag love the calves that I have. What body part are you learning to love? Okay. What? Thank you. My spleen? Then I want you to look at... Here, I'm going to actually put the actual... Here's the actual Instagram link. I want you to open it up. And then I want you to look at the pictures with the Photoshopped calves. Oh. Uh -uh. Do you see any difference? 
What am I looking at? Her calves. Her, one? She hates her calves. Camera I don't two. see her calves. And they're her Camera skinny one? calves. And they had to. The only thing that's been photoshopped in this picture is her skinny calves, Bradley. And you don't see it. I don't see it. I mean, you barely see it. I don't. Well, what am I supposed to see? So I don't the know. first. First image. of all, aren't your calves behind you? Yes. Yeah, yeah. these are her shins that yeah, we're looking thank at. thank you. I was like, I don't know, maybe the calves will go all the way around. Maybe an anatomy like, class would be helpful. She for got some rides. skinny calves. Like, I, you know, I do think a man, like, you always want to look at a man's calves, because that'll tell you a lot about the rest of the man. Um, but I, I'm assuming the same is true of a woman. Is that an old adage that you... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> from the Saturday Evening Post? <laughs> Always look at a man's calves. Well, because if he has well-defined calves, I mean... Oh, okay. well, yeah, he pays attention to he leg day. He have chicken legs, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I like chicken legs. Anyway, I, I just... <laughs> this was one of those... I saw this... Skinny and calves, I, was like, I don't... Tyra, stop. It's, it's... Well, here's what it is. Wait. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you have a Diet Dr. Pepper? Mm. Oh, are you thirsty? Um, mm. Are you thirsty? Mm. No, but Tyra Banks is... Oh, thank you. Oh, quench. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like she posts a photo with her boobs. Like the first thing you see is her boobs, yeah, and her thighs. You like, and then she's like, "I've always hated my calves." Which, booby, 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 what booby, that booby, is, booby. is that's like an attempt to be super relatable, right? Like, oh, women, all know. women hate a piece of their body. Let's oh, talk yes, about yes. it. That's 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 like thirst trapping by means of insecurity like right, get then, everybody yeah. else to focus on their own insecurity while they marvel at your breasts and then you know as you scroll through there's well most people in this case are like i don't even see the difference because guess what i don't even see the difference i don't yeah there is no difference there isn't any difference Mm-mm. but then but then you know that there are people who are like oh your calves are just fine you're perfect the way you are like oh. and you know she's feeling real good about it well then you're just causing people well, to get into those conversations, those negativity spirals yeah. for attention, my, where then it becomes, well, I don't like my left second toe. It's so ugly. And then it goes on, so on and so forth. Those conversations. Every single time in my life that I have revealed to somebody in a moment of uh, honesty and vulnerability about my own insecurity, the look you always get from people is this. Huh? Like, I'd never have noticed that yeah. about you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I do. See, <laughs> because, then, you know, but you like, think about that and th- that it should be actually that should be the conversation, which is that like the thing that you don't like about yourself, nobody else is noticing. So yeah. why are you putting energy toward that? Exactly. Let it go. Yeah, I guarantee that like the hump that you have is the thing that everybody's looking at. Not your I calves. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just saying like if people are judging you for something, it's not the thing you probably think. That is 100% true. But in the case of our next story, uh, the thing that people are judging is Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, well. And it's her personality. And, her and it's not going away. And I'm going to tell you a story about somebody else who's come forward and talked about a bad experience oh, no. with Ellen DeGeneres. I guess we're still doing this. We'll talk about it after All this right. on My Talk 1071. Thank you, Holly. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. What up? Uh, we got to talk about Ellen DeGeneres because apparently she's still 
a Rudy Tuesday. What's going on with Ellen? So, I thought she was coming back and she was all changed and happy and new. But see, here's the thing about this is, uh, you know, she can come back and be like, new, you know, we're turning over a new leaf and everything's, we're just addressing things at the Ellen show and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But there are still thousands of stories about people who have interacted with Ellen and had less than stellar interactions. And today... We're talking about a person named Trisha Paytas. Do you know who she is? Oh, yes. Isn't she the one that, like, eats a bunch of food? Well, I don't know what else she does, but she talks fast. Yeah. She reads fast, and that was why she was on The Ellen Show. She's also maybe a YouTuber or a TikTok. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Person or also she does a I podcast. Think, I think she started on YouTube. I could be totally wrong and somebody's going to have like the back catalog of Patricia Paytas. Um... But I, all I can remember is like seeing videos of her eating food. Remember when that was a thing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hold on. I just want to get her whole, I don't, I only, she's an American media personality. Uh, she is a YouTuber, a model, and a singer. She lives in California. Uh, she was a stripper at one, at one point, and she also acts on the side she was on um celebrity big brother over in the uk okay so that makes a lot of sense okay so she was a guest on the ellen degeneres show because she can read really fast and they were doing like stupid human tricks type thing on ellen and she was she's telling this story in a uh in a podcast episode about how like what a terrible Situ- like what a terrible experience that was. This happened in 2010. She was 22 years old, and uh, it was the audience talent segment that she was taking part in. And she says, and this is concurrent with what we've heard about Ellen DeGeneres, that among other things, she was told that she couldn't look Ellen in the eye. She said, um, "I want." She said, "I wanted to be famous." And she said, my thought was, if I go on all these shows, someone will discover me. I thought Ellen was going to discover me and I was going to be like a co-host of hers. That was my thought process. Okay, <laughs> okay. so that's so like... she let's, was in a rational place. Yeah, so like, let's... But you know what? I want to stick a pin in that because I want to talk about that too. She said, when all that stuff started coming out about Ellen, I was like, that makes sense because she was so awful. She literally would not talk. They tell you, don't look her in the eyes, don't touch her. And you'll see if you actually watch her segment, she's overjoyed. Like, she's so hyper and excited. And a couple times she reaches over to touch Ellen. And at one point she does it. And then she she herself recoils and goes, oh, I'm not supposed to touch you. She says it like out loud. My God, that's hilarious. In the segment. But she basically just says it's like it's it was the worst experience. Now, you said like she was not in a rational space. Yeah. Right. But see, I actually am not, I don't want to justify anything or I don't want to mm, hop to her defense in this way because, but I do think that everybody who is on the Ellen show is in some sense, is some sort of disconnected from reality, right? It's the same thing with Oprah. When you think somebody has the Midas touch and you are going to get an audience with them, 
there is that is a, a natural thing to think this is going to be your big break, especially when you're somebody like this gal yeah. who wants to be famous. Like that is her actual ultimate goal. For sure. She thinks this is when she's going to be discovered. So on the one hand, I, I can't fault her for that. But what this reminds me of, Bradley, is the thing that we've always said, which is never meet your idols. Oh, for sure. They will always disappoint you. Yeah, I mean, it's there. You're just never going to have a good experience, and you're always just going to. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people do. Maybe that's a fun conversation to have someday. Like, who did you meet? And you were actually like, oh my God, I actually am glad I met them. Because I just feel like most celebrities are not on the inside who they are on the outside. Right. Much like most people. Um, and so it's just kind of like going behind the curtain in a way that's not going to really. I just don't feel like you're going to learn much other than heartbreak and sadness i think the thing that makes me sad about this is in the beginning when these stories used to trickle out i you know you you could build a case for like oh ellen just must be crabby or maybe she's had like a string of bad days or everybody has a bad day here and there but more and more it just sounds like this is her baseline is to just be a crabby apple constantly also you know okay i imagine as well that when you're at this point in Ellen's career, there were so many people around her that were like creating this aura of who she was and this untouchability thing. Like I can totally see somebody on her staff being like, okay, you're going to go out and you're going to talk to Ellen, but here's the thing because like, you can just imagine how this works. Like people get up in her face and talk incessantly. Don't realize boundaries, right? You have to keep time. You have to keep people moving. You've got a segment to do. I know it's a real person, but at the same time, you're doing a thing. They do not know how to do that thing because they haven't been in Hollywood Mm -hmm. or like behind a camera very often. So you've got all these people in place to be like, I need you to not look at her, not touch. Well, I don't I mean, not look at her. Obviously, you're going to have to look at her, but like, don't get all up in her business. I can see somebody creating that framework around Ellen. Right. To try to bring some predictability to an unpredictable person. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not excusing it per se, but I'm saying I can see somebody thinking like, you know, I want to protect Ellen from, you know, people not practicing good boundaries. Mm -hmm. Um, And then that just sort of being a self-fulfilling prophecy or a thing that just it's like a feedback loop. So like, you know, the more that happens, the more, you know, the second generation of people who are there to talk to guests heard the stories from the first generation of people who, you know, were mm-hmm. like her barrier between reality. And like, it just becomes a bigger thing than it really is to the point where all of a sudden Ellen's like, why are people not looking at me? Right. I'm not trying to take any responsibility away from Ellen because maybe she is just a, you know, but a you cranky know, here's, person. Here's the thing. You start to watch her differently when you know the stories about her being a biatch. Yeah. Because you start to hear that um, tone in her voice when she's talking to people. You start to hear that kind of judgy um, way that she interacts with people or like she's up here and they're down here. And, you know, she's the one that's going to make the decision about what happens next with them because she does have the Midas touch. She has made people into stars. Justin Bieber. Thank you very much. Also, she stays remarkably quiet about Justin Bieber. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Like when he was peeing in buckets, she wasn't like, I did that. I guess the point that I, (laughs) the point that I would make is like, all of those things about her as a person might be true, 
But I think the way we revere celebrity in this culture, we we have I, by we, I mean, the people around these people have some responsibility because I feel like they do this thing where they're like, oh, we don't want to get Ellen mad. Right. Uh, because we know Ellen doesn't like green peanuts. Yeah, that's true. Green peanuts. No, green that's M&Ms. true. Because so they, make sure there are no green M&Ms. They, and like Ellen's like, I don't. Just because one time I said I didn't like green M&M's, all of a sudden I can't have them anywhere? It, they're You know, like we always, well, we don't always say this, but other people say this. And I'll pretend like we always say this. Like, the truth is probably somewhere in between all of this. Yeah. But, but, you're, but I think you're right. Like, you can build a case for the fact that, like, she ceases to be human when she is who she is in the world, right? When people regard her as we regard Ellen. And so probably in the name of trying to protect her or making assumptions about who she is or trying to prepare people for their experience being one-on-one with her, um, stories got spun. And the truth of them, you know, I'm sure Ellen never sat down and headed up a meeting where she was like, okay, everybody, listen, tell those guests never to look me in the eye. Yeah, You know, I doubt that that happened. But I don't doubt that people were told to not look her in the eye. Yeah. And and I bet at a certain point, maybe Ellen was like, I don't want people looking me in the eye. Mm. Like, I mean, because, again, you uh, if everyone around you is keeping reality away from you and you've lived in that Oprah like Oprah level rich bubble for mm-hmm. long enough, like, I just think you become a different person. Right? I want to live in that bubble and not be not turn into a, a B word. I think you're better off like going up into the hills and living in a cabin. No, I don't think so. With electricity and running water. Okay. And a laser cut bathtub? Yeah, maybe. Okay, thanks. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. What's your favorite pork product? You heard me. <laughs> What's your favorite pork product? 651-641-1071. We'll talk pork after this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.